I had asked to see a lifetime of mine as a galaxy and classic. As a galaxy? Oh, wow. Yeah, as a galaxy. Welcome to another episode of The Orphic. My name is Alyssa. I'm an astrophysicist. I'm a PhD, and I'm interested in understanding the consciousness of the universe, the consciousness of astrophysics. I think that there's there's just a lot more there's a lot more going on uh, in terms of souls and um, yeah, essentially the the energetics of everything and how like. Like how all of that is going on at the same time that all of these astrophysical processes are going on. And I just think that there's probably some aspect of spirituality that can help us uh, describe the entire picture. And after all, we do not really know what 95% of the universe is. One of the things I want to talk about today has to do a little bit with dark matter. So 95% of the universe is dark matter and dark energy. 5% 5% is baryon. 95%? 95%. Is dark matter? And dark energy. It's combined. Ooh, I have so many questions. We only know f- only 5% of the universe is measurable across the electromagnetic spectrum from m- microwave, radio waves to Whoa. gamma rays. Whoa. And on the other end of that, that's like also the same amount of the ocean that's like been discovered. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Which is like crazy. I know that's like totally different than like space, no, but like but what's like five percent of the universe is, or of the ocean has been discovered? Yeah, yeah, I mean it's analogous. I think there's a lot going on under there. So um, yeah. Anyways, I have so many questions. Like, okay, well we'll get into <laughs> we're gonna it in a second. get astrophysicsy on this episode, so maybe we'll talk about it. Um. Yeah, so I'm I'm using my own my own intuition, my own channel to the divine, my own connection to universal wisdom to fill in the blanks and try to understand how it all works. So please give me a follow on Instagram at interdimensional.astrophysics. Hey, I'm Michaela with Mariposa Moonchild on Instagram. I'm a spiritual guide and an energy worker specializing in shadow alchemy and attunement work through energy medicine. And I'm here to be part of the ripple effect of healing across the planet. I believe when we heal ourselves, we heal the planet, we heal each other. Um, and it all starts with that inner work and that inner journey. And I'm here to be a guide and support along on that journey. Um, and also into experiencing life as a human and what that looks like. Because, yeah, it's we do the inner work um, to you know heal ourselves and so we can send those ripples but it's also so we can bring in joy and bliss and fun and pleasure and play into our life and really experience the the human experience and what it's like to be a human and, yeah. and to feel um and to ride the waves as life as they say and be excited to ride the waves too because like the waves always keep coming like the end goal there's never a goal of being completely healed or Mm -hmm. so nothing quote unquote happens in life like life is always going to throw you yeah curveballs or opportunities to move through as your life curriculum so um how can we build our toolbox to learn how to like surf those waves and have fun while we're doing it as part of the human experience yeah love it 
Okay, so let's let's ground in. Let's breathe a little bit. Okay. And then let's talk. <laughs> and then really? <laughs> We're gonna talk. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna light my Palo Santo. I just blew out my lighter with my breath. Stop breathing. Okay. Place a hand on your heart. Take a moment and breathe in that Palo Santo smoke. Deep cleansing breath. A deep breath in. Filling your lungs all the way to the top. Pausing here. And when we're ready, let it go. Another deep breath in, filling our lungs all the way to the top. Pausing here. Feel your heart beating. Let it go. One more deep breath. Take in even a little more air. Let it go. And bring yourself back into this space when you're ready. This is our 40th episode. It is our 40th episode. We're almost onto a year of episodes with an episode coming out every single week. Yeah. We have not missed one. Look at us. Consistency yep. queens. <laughs> Consistency queens. That's what they call us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Pretty cool though. Yeah. It is. Yeah, we started we st recording. Yeah, we started last recording October a year ago, about exactly a year ago. About mid to the end end of last October and we didn't release our first episode until January 13th. So we'll be coming up on that uh 52 episode mark soon yeah and then we'll be coming up on our year anniversary here yeah. in a few months too which that's pretty cool what are we gonna do we gotta have a party <laughs> yeah sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> why not we'll have a zoom party with you <laughs> in new york and me and you in just, you in just general canada <laughs> somewhere and um i won't eat cake because there's gluten in it right. so yeah, yeah, yeah. gluten-free cake yeah i don't know we'll figure it out we'll figure it out so uh so what's up you got you kind of have like a, a big weekend coming up don't you yeah <laughs> i have a very what feels like a very big weekend coming up so this weekend i am going to sit in a ceremony with grandmother t um which is the ayahuasca vine with the Kuntanawa tribe that are from the Amazon. Uh, this feels like a life-changing, once-in-a-lifetime experience. Not that it's once-in-a-lifetime because you can do this stuff again, but this something feels very, very special and potent and powerful about this opportunity. And I feel like so blessed and honored that I get to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and it's local. I don't know if I talked yet that I wanted to try to go down to the States and sit with this tribe. I don't know if I mentioned that on the podcast or not, but anyways, um, so I, I have a beautiful friend who was serving medicine at the mushrooms ceremonies that I spoke with with a space holder in those ceremonies. And she was invited to go serve medicine down in the States, Grandmother Tea Medicine, the ayahuasca vine with the Kuntanawa tribe. And she traveled down to Brazil in the summertime to meet with and visit with and learn from the Kuntanawa tribe. And it just, wow, 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 wow. Everything. It, it, yeah, it's just so, so, so cool. To get into, I'm going to learn more about the Kuntanawa, but to get into a little bit. Um, so the Kuntanawa tribe is in, I'll get my, do my best to get all the details right, but they live in, I think, Acre, Brazil on a plot of land. And in the early 1900s, the whole tribe was wiped out by genocide. Whoa. The whole tribe except for six women. Um, this was by the rubber tappers at the time. The rubber tappers were coming in and, uh, you know, taking from the land and um, the people and hurting the people and harming. And so this Kuntanawa tribe in the early 1900s, they killed them all. They came into the village and they killed them all, except for six women who escaped, um, but they found them and they kept them as sex slaves. And up until the 1980s, this tribe was still in slavery down in the Amazon. Whoa. I think of the end of the 1980s, but it was sometime in the 1980s, I believe. And they were kept in slavery. So Chief Haru, which is the chief that will be serving the medicine, um, him and his wife, Hira, Chief Haru was one of the descendants of the six of those six women, as well as the rubber tappers who were also like, I guess, the perpetrators in that mm -hmm. um, because the tribe now everyone who was born from the tribe was born from those six women. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So they have a very interesting complexity within them because they have the victim complexity of the women that were held as sex slaves and then they have the like the aggressor like uh perpetrator i feel like there's another word that i'm trying to think of to use but the yeah mm -hmm. they have they have that energy within them too yeah so a lot of complexity and a lot of going on and haru was born um into the kuntanawa tribe and I believe he went with the Yawanawa tribe and he studied with one of the Pages there for like years and years and years. Like, I think it was 10 plus years, but I'm going to learn more about this story this weekend. But this is from what I remember. And then at one point, um, the tribe was able to actually overturn, overturn their captors um, without violence, too. But they were able to overturn them and now and then they were released out of slavery in that time and then they've been rebuilding their their tribe and and what that kind of means to them so haru then became the leader of this tribe at one point or he's become the leader of this tribe 
and he's done really, really deep, his own really, really deep healing work to heal from like those women that were those six, because that's in all of their blood now, all of their blood, as well as the other side of it, of the, the aggressor, um, dominant, like energy too. So he's done a lot of healing work and from what I've heard, this tribe just lives so beautifully in connection to the land mm-hmm. and the animal kingdom and to each other. And they're just so deeply in flow and living in a tribal way where they're supporting one another and working together. And yeah. And so, and Haru is this um, medicine man who serves the ayahuasca vine as well as other medicines like Hape and Sananga and uh, many others I'm sure as well. And he's done really deep, intense work where he's sat in dieta with certain medicines. Like, so that means I think having a very clean diet and then sitting with a certain medicine for a certain amount of time to understand the medicine. So there's certain medicines that he would go away in, in, um, during the dieta, this type of dieta, when you dieta with a plant, you go into isolation mm-hmm. and um, solitude and you get to know the plant. And he did some of those journeys for like a year Whoa. with one plant. Whoa. So he's, he's very deep, very deep in the work. I haven't met him yet, but there's something about his frequency and the frequency from the Kuntanawa tribe that's just so beautiful and heart-centered and just feels like true, like universal love and so now part of his mission and i'll share the link to the video that i had watched part of his mission because also right now in the amazon the amazon's being destroyed Mm -hmm. and i'm going to learn more about that this weekend too but it's being destroyed it's being burnt it's being cut down there's droughts that are happening i seen a thing recently where like a hundred dolphins just died because of the drought and it's really really sad and this is also like the amazon it affects the whole world. Like yeah. it's one of the biggest parts of the world that like recycles are like oxygen and air and stuff. Yeah. And it's just, and besides that, it's just, it's, it's beautiful land that does not deserve to be destroyed in this way. So part of his mission is helping humanity come back to a place, like understanding this and helping us connect back to the land and to each other. And it's through our hearts. Mm-hmm. And that's what I talked about, like, um, in the in the beginning, too, in the intro of the last episode of what yeah. it means to, like, connect to our heart. So his mission is to bring that back. And it's through these medicines, too, that you can have really profound changes. Mm-hmm. And we've, yeah. we've talked about that, too. It's just the consciousness of the plants and they're here to help and they're here to heal and they can only do it in co-creation with us we have to agree but yeah this amazing man has come to teach the rest of the world outside of the amazon about these beautiful plants and about what it means to live heart-centered in harmony with the planet and each other Mm -hmm. um so anyways that's kind of a little um description but they were coming they were coming to the states to serve yeah. medicine in a bunch of different places in the States. And I felt this call that I just, I just felt like that was my next step after mm-hmm. the mushroom ceremonies. That was my next step. I, I was being called. I felt it. 
Um, my friends also serving medicine with them. So I was like, that would be really cool. But I've been being called, but, um, to sit with Aya for a while now, I felt her presence and she'll show up for me, but it was important to feel into the time and the place. Mm -hmm. And when it came to sitting with the Kuntanawa tribe, it's like, yes, this is how you're meant to experience it. And this, this is, this is how, and this is with who. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to get myself down to the States. Like, um, how to get myself to the retreat and, you know, just figure that all out. And I was trying to figure it out. I just kept being told over and over, like, just trust, just trust, just let go, surrender and trust, just trust. And like, Aya would come to me and I've never sat with Aya yet Mm -hmm. with grandmother medicine, not physically, but she has showed up to me, um, in spirit before. And, she showed up and she's just like, just trust child. Like, just trust, just trust. Like if you're, if you're meant to be with them, like it will happen. It will work out. Just Mm -hmm. trust, just trust. And I was kind of like, well, I feel like I'm supposed to do this and I don't know how I'm going to make it work. And I was like, just trust, yeah, just trust. And then I went to, um, a happy ceremony facilitated by some of my beautiful friends that are, uh, also space holders and they brought the news that the Kuntanawa tribe is coming to Canada. Mm-hmm. And they, so one of the venues in California fell through mm-hmm. and they needed a replacement. They needed something else very last minute. Yeah. And my friend that's serving with them, uh, Jay, she convinced them to come to Canada for that weekend instead. And this yeah. was like two weeks before it was happening. It was like so yeah. last minute. Mm-hmm. And when she told me, I was literally like in tear, like I was tearing up because I was just like, no fucking way. Yo. Like I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get there, how it's going to work out, all the logistics. Aya says, trust, trust, trust. And then she comes to my backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Wow. The Kuntanawa tribe have never been in Canada before. This is their first time coming to Canada. And they're they're coming to, to Vernon, to Vernon, BC. Mm. Yeah, your backyard. And you're also getting to do the ceremony with people that, some people that you know, a lot of people that you know, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It feels really, really really potent and really powerful and i already know that those first two mushroom ceremonies were only preparing me for this for sure not only they but they were preparing me they are Mm -hmm. preparing me for this um and it's yeah yeah, it's all come together like really last last minute Mm -hmm. but just the way as it's meant to and i've just been leaning in deeper and deeper into trust so we're all going out to an off-grid temple space that hasn't really been seen by a lot of people or used before. And mm. I can, I've already connected to the land a little bit. It's come yeah. through. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, very, it's very, very special land. So I feel very blessed that the land keeper is opening up his space and his land for us to come in. So thank mm-hmm. you to him and and to the land that's going to hold the space and to everyone that's that's going to be there um but yeah so 
the first the first two nights are grandmother medicine. Uh, so we'll be sitting with Aya in ceremony. And then the last night is uh, a Hape and Sananga certificate, as well as a forest guardian certificate. So we're going to learn more about the Amazon mm-hmm. and helping with that. But yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it, as well as I have a little bit of nerves that come up. But I know that's just because there's a big shift Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. I'm going to pull out my little trailer to camp in. So I'll be camping in that for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it. It was interesting too, because in my mushroom ceremonies, like it, 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 this was before I even knew they were coming to Canada. And um, Haru, the chief of the tribe, and his wife, Hira, their faces like popped up and they were just like standing there and I was like interesting and there's a piece of me it's like am I projecting this but I'm just like their energy was like coming coming through strong so Mm. and that and like and where we're doing the ceremony is very close to where they're coming to I don't know it's just it's so beautiful how things come like full circle and work out and if you really are able to just like let go and surrender and trust like the universe has, it's like that saying where it's just like, it's going to be even better than you could have imagined because like, I absolutely did not think that they would be coming like right to me. Yeah. Um, I will also, I'm signed up to try Cambo at the ceremony too. So Cambo is, it's like a frog secretion. I believe it's, it's like the saliva. Mm-hmm. Um, And from my understanding, you open up a piece of skin or kind of burn some like, a. don't want to say hole because this is not supposed to be painful, but Mm -hmm. they uncover some skin and then they place the frog saliva in there. And it's also like very purgatory, but very cleansing for the body. Um. Yeah, that, that same friend who's going to be serving medicine with them. I know she went to Egypt one time and um, she has a gluten intolerance and she ate some gluten and she's like, what, what am I going to do? Like was really not feeling good. And somebody that was there had the medicine had Cambo mm-hmm. and she took it and it's like about a 20 minute process from what I've heard. And she said it, it made her feel way better, like completely cleaned her out oh. and made her feel way better. So, um, That'll be interesting too. I haven't sat with Campbell before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what it, what's what's going to come of it, but I also felt called to connect with that as well and sit with it. So yeah. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful. It's nice. going to be amazing. Yes. I'm very excited for you for this big shift. It's going to affect us all. Ripple, baby. Yeah. Ripple it out. Yeah, ripple effect, baby. And it's it's true. Like it it really does. Like I went through some pretty major shifts in my first mushroom ceremony. And this is like only speaking to my experience, of course. But even Bryce has like made comments about how he's like can see the shifts and he can feel yeah. them, like even in that in that short amount of time. So that's pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. Like that's also a great reminder for 
you know, when sometimes people don't always understand this work or understand what you're doing and they don't have to, but what speaks is, is the change. What speaks is your demeanor and your capability, mm-hmm. um, to maybe how you handle stress now or yeah. the life force energy that's flowing through you or yeah. like that the changes don't lie. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the shifts don't lie. Definitely. Yeah. It, it affects everywhere. And it's like, yeah, it's probably in so many subconscious ways that you haven't even thought of yet. I'm sure too. Just, yeah. Cause it's like, it's all, it's changing your cells. It's changing your DNA just it by is. these shifts. So everything that's, that's happening. It's a ripple effect, baby. Yeah. And as Lucia says, you know, like if you um, drop, drop, if you drop a drop, <laughs> you, you know, into the water. <laughs> um, it's just little ripples at first, but as they get further away, they get bigger and bigger. So... Mm-hmm. The ripple starts within the first days and weeks, but then it ripples out bigger and bigger into the months and the years, and it affects everything and everyone around you. When you choose to do that, when you choose yourself, when you choose your own alignment, it it affects mm-hmm. every everything and everyone. It reflects out into your reality. Yeah. That's interesting that you emphasize the choose, because I, I was going to say, like, Yeah, I just feel like the point that I'm at is like, oh, yeah, well, first off, there there is a bit of a there's a bit of an update with the dream job. Anyone that's been following along from the from the conversation or from the episode with all of my all of my stuff. No, I I had followed up with them and they they informed me that right now they don't have the funding. Um, So it's been this interesting uh, it's I guess the door the door is still not fully shut. Um, no, I did. Uh, I did foresee that. I I did expect that to be a possibility. Um, it is. It's kind of this privately this privately funded research company and the stuff. The thing with um, research and I do know so much about kind of the politics and the finances of research and um, research in the states at least and main mainstream research is funded by universities and it's funded by the government like a lot of (laughs) like a lot of the research and a lot of my all of where I got my funding for during grad school and research grants and everything that shit comes from NASA we get grants from NASA we get uh and then it's like and through the and then stuff through the university but um it's it's very political in terms of just the funding for especially astronomy research and astrophysics research when a lot of it has to do with the telescopes and the telescopes are all funded by NASA. So well, I think is it like all scientific research is political. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, that's totally. like kind of the issue with a lot of yes, things here. Exactly. Exactly. That is the issue and so it's like basically all to say that if you're trying to do this research outside of the mainstream or research that is not technically wouldn't be considered under the main umbrella of academia. There's research they don't want you to do. Like, exactly. Straight up. Yes. And that would 
pro- this stuff would probably fall into that category. It's a it's like a private company that is that is doing out of the box research, that's doing new things, things that are literally challenging academia, things that are bridging science and spirituality. And obviously, that's why I had my heart so set on this, and I still do. And you never know, maybe the timing's just not just not yet. Maybe it's just a not yet. But um, yeah, so there there is a funding issue there which is unfortunate, but it's also, it's, it's all right. But it was kind of like, maybe, you know, they're working on it to expand and we'll check back in before the end of the year or we'll check back in at, at some later time. But yeah, it was this interesting level of, it was like the, it was the most closure that I've had. It was the most temporary closure that I've had on the situation this whole year. Cause I've been following or hoping, hoping for this to come through this whole year. And so I feel like it's kind of put me in an interesting spot in terms of um, I feel like now for my I feel like now I um, things are a little bit more on my own terms in terms of if I do choose to apply for some other type of job that is not that's not researching science and spirituality, but will provide financial support. Um, I do feel like now I'm doing that more on my own terms. <laughs> it's like so classic um, me. Well, I don't know. I'm just so one of those people that is like, don't tell me what to do. Like, I need to decide it for myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure like that. a lot of a lot of people are like that, but I don't know. Not everyone. Like, yeah, a lot of <laughs> so, star seeds probably. Ex- exactly. I'm like, so I feel like now that things are a little bit more on my own terms because and, and that I'm not holding out for something that I didn't have an answer to. I I th- I feel more open to some options, but in terms of like these other avenues for myself, like spiritual services and and I do want to go down that path too and I'm going to start having offerings and everything. It's so just a matter of um me choosing it and I feel like right now I'm just kind of like I'm at that position where like I'm just like kind of standing there sitting there whatever and I'm just like looking at my options and I'm just like (sighs) I'm just like yeah I have to choose this and I'm like scared but I'm like so right now so far at least I've kind of just been looking at it and I've just been like frozen and I've just been looking and I've just been like I it's up it's me I'm the one that has to choose Mm -hmm. this path and I have to walk down it and I have to take the steps and I know what to do. But um, it this path in particular requires a lot of self-trust and it's a completely different energetic to go down a path of of leaning into your spiritual uh, connections and leaning into your in- like using your intuition to offer value to another person and to also be financially uh, energetically compensated for that it's a really big shift I feel like that you have to take and like you know you've done it uh you've you've probably experienced this before and it's funny because I just got like this yeah. mini business reading from Jenny um my mentor and she is like <laughs> the other thing that my guides keep saying like they keep saying like you're ready. You're ready. You're ready. <laughs> she was like, in one of the voice memos, she's like, they just keep saying, you're ready. You're ready. You're ready. And I'm like, yeah, I'm scared. Yeah. No, but it's um ultimately it's just all about the fact that it's like um to go down this path 
in terms of what it looks like for me, it's like all just about self-trust and um, and that's just on me. And so I'm kind of just like looking at it and I'm like, I'm just, yeah, I got to choose this when I'm ready. And that's kind of been my energy of late. You're ready. Like, you're just, ready. You're ready. Yeah, I'll, ch- I'll choose this when I'm ready. <laughs> oh, you caught that? Caught I guess that. That was a good ob- good observation. That's why I have you. Um, yeah, I know. So I'm just like, yeah, that that's been that's been my energy. Um, and then like I even had dreams about giving people readings. <laughs> So I feel like that was a sign. I told you this. I had a dream that I was giving someone a reading and they were a fa- they were an Orphic listener. So, hey, if you're out there. <laughs> um, um, what I'll say yeah. is like getting started is always the hardest part. Like, yeah, we've been talking about this a lot, too. Like following your path takes courage and it takes bravery and it takes strength to choose the destiny life Mm -hmm. over the fated life Mm -hmm. and as we like expand out of our what if we stay in our comfort bubble if we choose to always stay in our comfort bubble we're choosing the fated life um but if we once we get into the discomfort zone and we're pushing our edges, like it, it is going to be uncomfortable because we're in a whole yeah. new territory. It's unfamiliar and our nervous system, our subconscious wants to keep us safe and wants to keep us small. So it's like you're, we learn to play with it, but you do have to choose to push those edges knowing that you'll feel resistance. Cause if you're in a container that's only this small and you're like, okay, it's time to push the edges. Like th- it's physics, baby. The, the edges are right there. You're pushing against yeah. them. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. But in order to expand, you you have to feel the resistance of pushing the edges. Um, there's and, and 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 like it always gets easier because once your nervous system, once you learn how to do it. Then it's part of you and it gets easier yeah. and easier. The hardest part yeah. is always the beginning. And I say that, um, I mean, I gotta tell myself this too, when I'm entering into new territory or doing something different, the first time I do it will be the most uncomfortable and then it'll be easier and easier and easier. Same with your healing journey. Yeah. I'll admit, like if you, um, want to work like with me in the metamorphosis program or do your own healing work or a program with someone else or however you choose to do it. You can do it completely on your own too. It's the beginning shit. That's the toughest. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like we're doing shadow work and shadow alchemy here to actually go into our wounds and alchemize those. It's not always easy. Like if you want to heal lifetimes and lifetimes of trauma, like it's, it better be fucking challenging, you know, in some ways, but it's also really beautiful because the beginning part is the hardest because after you, you finally look at these things or do these things, it's like, Oh, that actually wasn't that bad. It felt a little uncomfortable when I was in it, but now I'm through it and now I'm on the other side. And now I get to see where I get to continue expanding myself out. Yeah. So it's just like being really honest with yourself and I'm, not necessarily speaking to you i'm just speaking in general Mm -hmm. um of 
where do I want to go and what am I willing to let go of to get there? Am I willing to let go of it? Am I willing to feel uncomfortable? Because, and this is the thing when people manifest, we have, we're at, you know, we're at point A, we want to get to point B, but then there's got to be something linking them mm-hmm. in, in between. Yeah. And that is pushing your edges, baby, whatever that feels like, whatever that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you start to do it, it gets easier and easier because the unfamiliar becomes familiar, if that makes sense. Your nervous system becomes more regulated to that of what feels unfamiliar and new and it's kind of like oh we're doing this again okay I got you I'm strong I'm brave I'm courageous let's do it let's push the edges this is fun let's surf the (laughs) waves let's live life yeah yep it's like that's it's a good point about the nervous system adjustment it's like yeah you're there is it's so much of of this stuff is nervous system related and and like once your nervous system Mm -hmm. does experience that um it it becomes easier the next time mm-hmm. but yeah it's a, it's a choice and um clearly i'm kind of at this crossroads or like this impasse i don't think that's the word i'm looking for i don't know whatever whatever <laughs> it is it's um and it's like i want to go down that path so it's just you know right now i'm just taking a look in the mirror and i'm like okay let's just let's well, do it I mean, and you also get to be gentle and compassionate with yourself as you learn to do something unfamiliar and, and push the edges because it is new and your subconscious and your nervous system isn't used to it. So we get to be gentle to our bodies and to ourselves and to our spirit as we, as we go through that process and we get to take it slow when we get to do it on our terms and we get to tune into our intuition and our heart of how 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 would what feels in the the best to move yeah. through this and if i'm not ready right now that's also okay that that's okay yeah right i've had to i've had to move through a lot of that in this last week or so because it's kind of been like the tale as old as time like like a me already being hard on myself like i should have done these practice readings last week i should have done this practice um 2 weeks ago and then and then constantly bringing myself Back to a, a big theme of what I've been doing lately is constantly in terms of the whole thing with the whole with the whole thing of like procrastinating or feeling like time is escaping you or just like every day. It's like, oh, my God, I was supposed to start this last week. I was supposed to do this a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. I kind of keep bringing myself back to like um, what have I already learned from the time that's passed and my whole all the lessons that I learned from finishing my PhD and thinking that time was escaping me and thinking that everything was ruined because I wasted another day. And then it's like, what have I, I have literally already shown myself so much. What have I already learned? I've already learned that that's all bullshit and that uh, the sun rises again and there's not really, there's no such thing. It's just a complete illusion that you're wrong because you should have started last week. It's like all this shit, it's just, it's just complete illusion. And it's just an unnecessary just unnecessary like a uh, ball bouncing around in your head and it's like I've I've already learned this and it's just kind of I've just been reminding myself a lot of that lately like just an opportunity to apply it exactly exactly like 
um yeah like not that i have already learned it in the sense of like you should know this bitch but like right remember that time when like i thought it wasn't gonna be okay because i should have done this last week but then it was still okay yeah, yeah remember that yeah I, yeah yeah i've been there too and so, i still i still work with that stuff too like lately i've been learning as my business has been shifting and i've been shifting i've been, I've been really shifting <laughs> um yeah. I've been learning a lot about listening to my heart and taking aligned action and versus trying to force something because it's easy to get in your head and be like, I should do this and I should do this and I should do this. And I've had a few lessons recently about um, letting it flow and trusting and taking the aligned heart action and actually feeling into in, into my heart and what should I do today or what am I being called to versus I should do this and this and this um, and trying to like force things and force outcomes and force results. It doesn't work. I was yeah. reading this in the Gene Keys. I think it was the 26th Gene Key, but I could be wrong of me. I'm learning more about my Gene Keys. And it was talking about um, thy will versus my will and it, and like how my will is just pure willpower and it's like yeah sure you can be successful with willpower to a certain extent but at, at some point you will burn out you will crash your health will deteriorate because you're taking all of your strength and trying to force and move and and but yeah just force something yeah and then thy will is like the universe has a flow and a plan anyways and my will is we're trying to work against that but it will always be thy will and the sooner we're able to just surrender to thy will the easier it's gonna go and and it's gonna flow to us a lot with ease than yeah trying to force it and for myself one one recent example which is kind of funny is uh bryce and i recently had an engagement shoot and i was Mm -hmm. like what shoes am I going to wear? I need shoes to wear. We're like close to the same height. So we're not doing heels for this. We're doing, we're doing flats. Usually if we go to an event or something, like I'll wear like a little block heel or something, but like in our photos, I'm like, we'll do, we'll do like flats. So I'm like, where am I going to get these flats? And I'm like trying to also me trying to figure it out fairly last minute, like a few weeks before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, okay, I'll go on Etsy and there's some really beautiful like bridal flats on Etsy. I look at the shipping times. They give like a range. It's like, it'll be here between yeah. September 11th to October 20th. I'm like, what do you mean? So like I reach out to the woman that makes them. I'm like, this is my situation. I need them by this date. Can we make that happen? She's like, yeah, sure. We can, we can do that. They should be there by then. All good. Like send in your order and we'll get them done right away. Okay, great. I send in my order and I'm like messaging her and then she's like, okay, yeah, we'll send them out, um, early next week. And I was like, what do you mean? Cause in my head at that time, early next week was not quick enough. Like I was like, I was like, no, 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 they need yeah. to be sent. Cause this was, this was at the beginning of the week before I was like, they need to be sent out like ASAP. And like, you told me that they're going to get here on time, ma'am. And she's like the early next mm-hmm. week. And I was like, kind of like, what do you mean? And she's like, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm like, okay, great. So Wednesday rolls around, they're not sent out of, of the next week. Thursday rolls around, they're not sent out. And I'm like freaking out because like 
my shoot is that like following Wednesday and they're coming from Turkey, mm-hmm. by the way, Istanbul. <laughs> Uh-huh. But I'm like, I wouldn't have ever, I wouldn't have ordered them if she would have just been like, oh no, they're not going to get there on time. So I'm mm-hmm. messaging her kind of being like, why haven't you sent them out yet? Like, do you think they're going to make it? Like, I, and I'm, I'm not, not being rude, but I'm definitely being like, I'll be really disappointed if they don't make it. Like I, I was really hoping yeah. they'd be sent out by now type of thing. Yeah. And she's just like, ma'am, please. Like, <laughs> She's like, she's like, yeah, we'll get them sent out as soon as we can. Like we're, you know, and, and I think they eventually got sent out on the Friday, but then I get the shipping notice. It's like, they'll be there in again, like a very wide range, like the end of September to the end of October. And I'm like, like the date that I said that they're going to be there by was past the day of my shoot. So I'm freaking out. Yeah. Cause I'm like, and these were not cheap shoes by the way, either. Uh-huh. Cause they're like handmade, yeah. very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then so I messaged her and I'm like, the shipping says that they're not going to be here on time. I'm like, like, I really like, I, I just, this, this just sucks for me. Kind of like, I, like, I do feel yeah. upset. I feel disappointed. Like, I wish we could, you, like, could have you sent them out maybe express or like we, you know, sent them yeah. out earlier. Right. And she's like, well, usually they get there in like a couple days and I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. And then she's like, well, it says they should be there by Monday. And I'm like okay right okay we'll see like we'll see about that so then i do get eventually a notification on the mail in the mail that says your package is in cologne and it's out for delivery today and this is Mm -hmm. this is the tuesday yes this is the this is the tuesday our shoot is tomorrow on wednesday at this point so they're coming last minute but i'm just like i'm happy thank you ma'am they're coming they're on their way <laughs> thank you ma'am. i take osa out for a walk i come home from the walk no shoes no shoes no shoes i check my email attempted delivery i live out in what seems like to some people the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere i live an hour from Kelowna and like 45 from vernon and i'm like attempted delivery but they're not on my doorstep like because mm-hmm. usually the dhl truck or whatever it is like if it doesn't go to your mailbox it's on your step or the amazon yeah, packages like it's on your step packages work <laughs> but no i get a little sticky note that says attempted delivery we'll try tomorrow tomorrow is my photo shoot <laughs> tomorrow's my photo uh-huh. shoot so and this was the night this was actually the evening that i went to the rapé uh ceremony in circle so that night and I had to still pick up Bryce a shirt for this too. I have to find him a shirt. So I'm going into Vernon, trying to find him a shirt, um, going to get my nails done. And then I was going to go and have dinner with my friends and then go to the repay circle. And in the middle of this, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get these goddamn shoes because now they're on this UPS truck back to Kelowna and they said that they'll be out for delivery again tomorrow, which isn't going to work. So I'm... <laughs> Thanks to everyone for bearing with me on this story. <laughs> um, <laughs> this tangent. So I'm calling the UPS. I'm calling like their main line. I get a hold of this woman and she's, first of all, we can't find my tracking number. We can't, we can't, we can't even figure it out. We can't find it. It's not on my email. I can't, I can't find it. I tell them my address. Nope. There's no packages that are supposed to come to you. I'm like, what do you mean? What's happening? Mm-hmm. That I get, I finally get the Etsy app on my phone and then there's a tracking number. So then I call them back and I I've sent them an email. I call this girl back and she's like, 
okay, ma'am, we'll like send the the dispatch center a message of for them to to like keep them there or something so that you don't have to or to keep them in Kelowna at the dispatch center because I was going to go into Kelowna the next day and then drive to where our shoot was going to be a meter photographer. So I'm like, I can pick them up Wednesday morning at the dispatch center if they stay there. But if they get on that stupid truck, I'm not going to be able to get them. Yeah. So, so I'm telling that to like the lady and she's like, okay, ma'am, I sent them a message. Um, They'll get back to you within 21 hours. And I'm like, 21 hours? What do you mean? I was like, the shoot's tomorrow. And she's like, she's like, ma'am, it could be before that, but it's within 24 hours. And I'm just like, ah, like, fuck. I'm like, okay, thank you. And like just forcing it so hard to get these freaking shoes. And then... Um, oh yeah. So then early morning I get a call and then, and then, and then from the dispatch center, you have to get them in between this time window early in the morning between like seven and nine. So we have to leave in the morning. I'm making Bryce and I have to get myself up earlier to get myself ready to leave even earlier so we can get to this dispatch center before we meet, meet the photographer. And then I, I get a call and it's like, oh yeah, we have them here. We'll hold them for you. I'm like, okay, great get there i have to pay an extra 50 dollars on top of how already expensive these shoes were for like stupid duties fuck the government i don't care i said it (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i'm taking myself back to the energy that i was in at that time pay an extra 50 dollars to get these shoes i get them finally have them they're so beautiful they're really pretty we meet with the photographer she says she chose to drove her to drive herself. She got a rental and she wanted to drive herself. And she's like, well, why don't you guys just hop in with me and we can drive together? I'm like, sure. Sounds great. We grab all of our stuff. We head to where we're going to do our shoot about an hour away. We're like in the forest. Get there. Get my dress on. Look around. No shoes. No shoes. <laughs> I left my shoes in Bryce's truck. I didn't grab them. I thought I grabbed everything. I don't know how I didn't see them. I remember looking back in the truck to see if we had anything else. And I, I literally don't remember seeing anything. I see an empty truck, empty truck. <laughs> they hopped out of the dimension. <laughs> no shoes. I have no shoes. I wore my Adidas sneakers and my sweatpants beforehand because I was going to change into the dress. I have no shoes. <laughs> so we have to go barefoot. We do barefoot in the forest. And honestly, it was awesome. Like, I'm so happy. Yeah. I haven't got the pictures back yet. I'm excited to see them. But I did all yeah, I absolutely barefoot. Them. I was grounding the whole day. The shoes probably would have got wrecked. Like, they probably would have got grass stains or got wrecked and all, like, the kind of squishy yeah. moss. And I just did, yeah, the bare- barefoot. And I think, no, I think they're going to look so beautiful. Like, it was so natural and pretty and beautiful and that's exactly how it was meant to be. That it's going to be way better than if I wore the shoes. Like the photos are going to be amazing. But yeah. I was just so hell bent on getting these freaking shoes. And the universe is like, you don't need them. You don't need them. But I'm like, yes, I do. And I was just <laughs> trying to force it so hard. Um, And also probably in situations where I'm like projecting the blame. Like onto other people mm-hmm. like oh this lady didn't yeah. she didn't get get them out in time oh the dhl men didn't leave them on my step oh this oh this 
And then I'm the one, I'm the one that leaves them, that forgets them. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. A sick fucking joke Not is this. You at first. <laughs> but it just goes to show you can't, you can't control it. It was just a lesson for me. And then, and once I realized it, I literally just laughed because I'm like, of course. I'm like, of course I forgot them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yep. it's comical. It's hilarious. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. So I had some barefoot photos and Bryce did some bare feet too. And we were running around in the moss and it was beautiful and romantic. And yeah, I'll share some photos once I get them. But, and my shoes are nice in their box, unworn, untouched, just sitting there. (laughs) Waiting for a rainy day. (laughs) Yeah, they'll probably just be my like wedding shoes now. So yeah, one thing scratched off the list, but (sighs) what a journey what a journey and 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 then that's the thing because the whole time i'm trying to force that and figure it out it's like my nervous system is just so jacked up because i'm like i have to get i have to figure this out i have to get these shoes and i'm not just taking a second to take a breath and just do i need these fucking shoes is it even in my highest and best to have these fucking shoes yeah (laughs) these fucking shoes (laughs) thank you shoes because i i i was taught a lesson i learned something I learned something yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I want to talk about galaxies. Yeah. <laughs> there, give her. There, there, there was no transition. There. <laughs> I guess just for this last little bit, I'll pare it down to this one. Oh yeah. Because, okay. This is the thing. I also realized that I, oh yeah, I had this cool, um, astral experience okay well actually i don't think i'll maybe talk about the pleiadian thing right now but in one of the last psychic light classes um i had a cool akashic uh akashic journey thing so we we did like a a journey to uh just some some lifetime that we asked to see and i had asked to see a lifetime of mine as a galaxy and classic as a galaxy oh wow yeah as a galaxy yeah that's cool and so like there wasn't that much um it wasn't it wasn't the longest thing ever so it wasn't like it wasn't like that much detail but there were a few cool things like that that i felt and that kind of just some some words that came to me so i i felt like I was at the center of this beautiful like spiral galaxy with these beautiful spiral arms. And then I kind of heard the the term divine mother and I felt like uh, and then and then it was like I felt like all of the spiral arms were like my children mm. and that I loved them each uniquely and differently mm. and because they they were all so different and everything. So it was kind of this like feminine energy of of yeah of uh existing at the center but having yeah having these like children and you some there was definitely some emphasis on on their uniqueness and how they each have this unique frequency to them and so i thought that that was really cool and um and there was something else too kind of about how like i always would think that the center of the gal so at the center of every galaxy is a supermassive black hole, uh, as as we think, and so I always kind of associate the center with like 
the heart chakra because the heart is a portal. And so I, I think of black holes as kind of the, these portals. Yeah. And so I almost had this feeling, though, and I mean, that might still be the case. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to tap into it a bit more. But it I I almost so, sort of thought as, of the center as like the crown, actually, um, mm. something to do with the crown chakra. And it reminded me of when a little while back, my friend um, Danny had tapped in uh just she was like looking at my energy body and my energy system and she saw like in my third eye crown like the center of a galaxy and like some connection there to me it was like she saw like the swirling center of the galaxy like as the center of my eye and like my my crown in a way and she said something about how like I have this direct like access or like when I channel it's like I I'm creating this connection like to the center of the galaxy and I don't know I just thought it was so interesting because I'll have to yeah I'll have to expand on that more like feel into that more maybe like the difference the differences there um but so so then I was I was kind of like tapping in a bit earlier today trying to think of um expand on some other downloads that I had to talk about and I was thinking about um yeah I was thinking about dark matter halos so and also about like the masculine feminine energy stuff and um so a dark matter halo is like this sphere of dark matter that exists around galaxies that basically the science of it is that um, have I talked about this in the podcast before? No, I just got a deja vu. Where did I talk about this? I don't know. Um, I don't know. the The science of it is that, like, well, so dark matter is not necessarily detectable on the electromagnetic spectrum, but um, when we calculate the rotation curve of the galaxy, the reason that we know that there has to be something else on the outskirts of the galaxy that's basically keeping it from blowing apart. Because so the rotation curve mean it means that you're calculating the velocity, the rotational velocity as a function of distance from the center of the galaxy. And basically the way that dark matter halos were discovered was that um when yeah, when we look at the rotation curve, like the way that the speed of the galaxy drops off as a function of radius doesn't make sense for its angular momentum. Dark matter is not visible light. It's not technically detectable. So based on like visible starlight and the matter that we can actually detect, we, because the material kind of like drops off as, as you get to the outskirts of the galaxy, Essentially, it's like um, there's a certain expected rotation curve, like vo- velocity, yeah, velocity rotation curve of the galaxy that we have that we would expect, and what we actually. Um, so, so there's some difference between what we actually measure, um, the speed that we actually measure versus what you would expect to be uh, from from the calculations, basically, and. I don't know how well I'm explaining this, but this is the evidence that we have for why the for why galaxies are encased in this dark matter spherical halo. And um, 
So I had thought a lot about this or actually one day in meditation, um, I kind of was, it just popped in out of nowhere that I was like, is the galaxy's uh, dark matter halo like it's aura? <laughs> because I was like, that would be cool. Um, uh, trying to find some sort of spiritual explanation or understanding. Um, and I'm not 100% sure, but when I was when I was meditating today, I was kind of I was kind of tapping into it and I was visualizing uh this this dark matter halo sphere around around the galaxy and I was I was trying to ask a bit more about it and a bit more about what it does. And well, so in terms of the function that we already know, um I do feel I do feel more of like the masculine container energy from it because like literally it's like in terms of speed in terms of speed it's it's keeping the galaxy from blowing itself apart and and speeding up like on itself like there's an angular momentum explanation for that so it's like this it's it is this container and it's already just really cool in terms of just my interest in shapes and the the connection between shapes of of everything and how like we have a spherical mostly spherical kind of aura around us and it's like every galaxy then has this sphere of energy around it and um so then I also I kind of started seeing this vision of so then I got then I got the word counterpart and there is this kind of like matter antimatter stuff going on I mean dark matter we truly don't even really know what it is but so I I got the word counterpart and then I started seeing like almost like every and also like like reflection in a way like i i started seeing this this symmetry of like every single point so i'm imagining i'm imagining like a a disc like spiral armed galaxy in the center and then a sphere around mm-hmm. it and it was like i started seeing this symmetry of where every point on the outside connects symmetrically to the inside mm-hmm. and it was like i saw I saw there being to every piece, every component of the galaxy. It was like I saw there being a counterpart, um, opposite component to receive it. Mm. Actually, that word just came through. Uh, to receive it within the dark matter halo. So it is some kind of symmetrical, uh, reflection, but particularly, uh. Yeah, particularly having to do with some kind of some kind of counterpart, um, the whole concept of like two ends of the same stick and or opposite ends of of um, of the same stick and how. Yeah, there's some correspondence and. Um, reflection and interaction because we don't really know the way that the dark matter halo necessarily interacts with what's going on in the galaxy. But I, I guess I kind of am almost seeing it as in a way, maybe like some sort of quantum entanglement or some sort of communication going on. But it's like I'm seeing these different components, like the reason that it's encased in a sphere is like uh, and every the significance of, of going out in every direction um to there being some receiving counterpart like within the dark matter halo holding the galaxy up and holding it in 
and um i think that's that's cool and i want to i want to unpack that more or see you know try to lean in lean into that see see what else i can um i can think of that cuz i don't think i've ever really yeah especially like the word counterpart cuz yeah, I mean, I've thought of it as like maybe holding the galaxy up, but it's like I'm now seeing it as like there being some communication with every aspect mm-hmm. within the galaxy and some some communication or bouncing mm-hmm. off of. And I yeah. So that was one of the thoughts I had today. How does that resonate with you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, uh, <laughs> just wanted to give you. Uh, yeah, I mean, just processing and taking it in. I knew you were gonna ask me what I thought. Okay, like sometimes <laughs> when you get like a no, little I mean, mathy, I'll be honest. Like you lose me a little bit. Like, like yet, yeah. like no, yes, okay. like. <laughs> like i'm li- like i'm listening and i'm there and I'm like i'm like visualizing yeah. it do i have I anything know. to add at this point not necessarily <laughs> will i in the future potentially yeah yeah no i wasn't i wasn't necessarily expecting you i mean it, d- um, it definitely resonates as like true anything. um mm-hmm. but i don't know if at this point i have yeah. any other thoughts to add on yeah, top of it a- but i also don't always necessarily understand how some of the physics of the things work yeah well the thing with the rotation curve is definitely yeah like i don't even know what a rotation curve is but i was yeah i know i it's i tried to explain no, it's okay it, it's cool I'm working, i, I I'm love your, your downloads that come through and i love um, i love speaking on it i just don't know if i have anything at this time to add to that one yeah yeah yeah, so I mean, it, this feels like like the seedling of a download. This feels like the like a tiny little package um, where the rest the rest needs. To, I'm trying to find some analogy that I I've thought of before, but or I've heard before in terms of describing downloads. But it feels like uh like the seedling, and I'm super interested in this, obviously. So um, I want to I want to go into it more, and dark matter halos and dark matter are one of the biggest mysteries Mm -hmm. in the entire universe so might as well use that good old intuitive connection to pure source to try to help us out help out the scientists Mm -hmm. you know yeah the dark matter stuff is definitely interesting yeah and and of course i'm always just wanting to relate it back to this masculine feminine energy and then i was i was trying to ask i was like are all oh yeah and then at in in the break that we just took while you answered that call i was thinking about i was i was trying to i was like asking about the difference between the feminine and masculine energy like energy dominances in galaxies and i was like are all spiral galaxies feminine and then i was thinking that so okay, well, so the last thing is that there's so there's spiral galaxies where the dominant force or the motion is the angular momentum that's keeping it so flat because you have to have like 
it's it's kept it's kept mm-hmm. pretty flat um along along the plane of the spiral arms but then there's other elliptical galaxies or there's other galaxies that are a bit more have different shape um shapes and for those like the motion is more spherical or it's a bit more random and so there's like motion along the planes too and so i kind of got that that the that the masculine feminine energies are more are have to do with the direction of of where the momentum is dominating Interesting. okay so like yeah so i'm not sure but it's a seed planted for me and uh yeah we'll come Mm -hmm. back to it at some point and dig deeper but this is yeah these are just the things these this is what i'm curious about and uh it's good for me to start sharing this and to start consciously choosing speaking of choice again bringing it back to choice you know this is uh it's it is what i'm curious about and it is what i want to know and it, and it's on me to consciously tap in and to consciously follow my curiosity um and especially combine it with what i already know and and fill in those gaps that i think it's possible for me to to access i think i've i think i've accessed this information in other lifetimes and mm-hmm. it's just about tapping into these different versions of of me these these different aspects of me that already know this and that's what that's what i'm actively working on and so yeah so that's my journey tap tapping into this because it is it is what lights me up <laughs> clearly <laughs> so yeah there's some astro yeah cool i love it cool yeah. all right ready to wrap <laughs> okay well thanks so much for being here our 40th episode we appreciate you (laughs) and yeah yeah we really do and please give us some feedback and if you're here definitely subscribe on youtube please give us a rating and review wherever you're listening on apple or spotify really helps us out and we love looking at those five stars so if you're enjoying this you know just pull up pull it up and just yeah please thanks um or and reach out to us too and let us know if you have any feedback or if you've been enjoying it or if you have any thoughts it really helps us out as uh Alyssa and i journey through this world of having a podcast and and putting it out there into the world anytime i get a message anytime i get a message about someone listening to the podcast or I've get, gotten some messages about people discovering it and then binging mm. all the episodes. Yeah, like it makes me my too, entire same. life. It makes me literally so happy. So for anyone listening that has sent me a message that they've listened or that they're enjoying it, like it literally makes me so yeah. happy. I can't even. Well, this is our work. So, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thanks for thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And give me a follow on Instagram at interdimensional.astrophysics. I follow the podcast at The Orphic. Oh, and follow me at Mariposa and Child on Instagram. And yeah, check out our YouTube and our Instagram at The Orphic Podcast that Alyssa just said. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.